Beat it, moon bitch. What's up, everybody? I am Joe Cabello, and this is Beat It Movie Reviews. What's up, and who am I with here? Hey, what's up? It's Crisp. Chris, your favorite, uh, the soda. What did you say last time? Upcoming actor, something. Yeah. So let's explain to everybody why what just happened is really funny. So we had already recorded oh. an intro, <laughs> and in that intro, we didn't do beat it mode, bitch. We, uh, I just introduced the show and said it's season six now, so we're not doing that anymore. But something fucked up with the recording, so then we restarted recording, and I decided. To bring back Beat It Mode Bitch season five. <laughs> we are we're the this iteration has regressed yeah. to the previous version. I wouldn't call it a regression. Even last week's episode <laughs> last week's episode was a uh, was outside the continuity of the podcast. Yeah, so anything we said or sense. did. Like if you asked me about uh the movie from last week. I don't even know. Yeah. I don't watch it. Uh, Non-canonical. Yeah. A lot of this is, if it's your, if it's your first time listening, most of this is nonsense uh, as is usually the case, but the show's got a lot of lore. Cause if it's your, if it's your fifth or sixth time listening, you already know that it is nonsense. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Probably the best part of the show too, which is the upsetting part. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, true because our listens only listen to the first three <laughs> yeah. minutes and then drop off they spike to zero that after. chris you read the graphs wrong it was three seconds it wasn't three minutes oh, yeah oh, okay. i think you saw the three and you thought it was three minutes it you know what i'm pretty sure our podcast just loads up you know like when you're you're driving and your podcast finishes and then just an oh, automatically yeah, it yeah. The next one and, and like, people Fuck, so quickly why does it play yeah. this one every time god damn it so and some people I didn't even download it <laughs> some people who can't reach for their phone will just veer into a poll immediately yeah. <laughs> once they if i can't stop it i'll make it stop at any cost <laughs> Uh, but this is a movie review podcast, and uh, we're going to talk about Quiz Lady today. Quiz what? A lot of people may not know about this because it came quietly on Hulu uh, this weekend. Uh, this is starring Sandra Oh and Aquafina, And uh, it was kind of caught me by surprise, but we ended up both watching it. So we're going to do that as our main review, but we're also going to po- talk about some things we've been watching. Uh, but for those people who made it past three seconds... Uh, Chris, what did they hear when this podcast started? Oh, uh, yes, of course. Uh, the Our classic theme song by our good friend Davis I.L. Queenie Pie is the song. Uh, he is, well, it's, I guess it's it's after October now, so it's no longer his favorite month of the year, but, you know. Yeah, and you know what? He had a party last Saturday, a Halloween party, like pretty close to me and i didn't go i was really tired Uh so i didn't go uh Uh, and that was probably that was stupid that's it's that it's that time of year where you know you invite a bunch of people we had a halloween party at our friend's house half the people didn't show up they (laughs) didn't show up you know it's just i didn't even rsvp though so that's better right yeah oh yeah that's way better okay yeah when to make sure that legalized nuclear and bombs. you know it's also 
can also just say that it was because you were too scared. Because it's Halloween. Yeah. You know, some people aren't into the scary stuff. They don't want to go out. I lock my doors and turn off all the lights all of October because it's scary. You don't know what <laughs> the hell's going on. Uh, but yeah, we that's what we just listened to. Some good good stuff about our personal friendships with people or really lack thereof because you don't go to their parties. Congratulations. You played yourself. Uh, what, yeah. Chris, you didn't oh, hear yeah. some of the beat it uh, mode bitch sound effects <laughs> that happened in that oh, silent pause. That, yeah. Okay. So I know for you, it seemed like nothing was happening, but um, DJ Khaled uh, was talking. So of course, of course, uh, it's it's beat it mode, bitch. Season five, just it was too hot. We couldn't. <laughs> we had to keep it going. Uh, so, but let's talk about what we've been watching this week. Um, uh, first, before we get into Quiz Lady, God did. All yeah, right, Chris, I'll let you take so, it away. All right, oh yeah, everybody. We're <laughs> yeah, we're all right, everybody. We're back. You didn't even know we were gone. We had some technical difficulties. God did. But we are back. So let's talk about what we've been watching. Chris, I'll let you pick. Yeah. So uh, this week was the season finale for Gen V. God, our first watch along in a long time, and we didn't have a name for it. You could tell we're tired, you know, just like didn't didn't have any sort of uh, maybe there just isn't a good a good name that goes along with Gen V along, you know? Yeah. Gen C. Gen Valong. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's Roblox. <laughs> uh, so there isn't a good name for it, and we don't have writers, so. It shows. Uh, but yeah, this was the season finale, which uh, for those of you who haven't been listening, which is more the population than not, uh, we are. Uh, this is a boys spinoff series, and this was its finale. And the finale is going to lead right up to the boys. Uh, so I think it takes place within days or minutes of the end of Gen V is how the boys will take place. That's what I've heard. Um, yeah. So, yeah, what did you think of the finale? And then, uh, you know, we've been hot on the series the whole time. Are you still hot on it after all that? Yeah, yeah. You know, this episode has some very cool tie-ins to uh, the boys, I think, in a way that I wasn't, was, I guess, more high profile than I was expecting it to be. They should have done the thing like in Shazam where Superman's at the end of it, but it's just like from his shoulders his, down. Like neck, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would have been funny. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's uh, I think it's very really solid and a great kind of cliffhanger ending for their season of where the characters are at. Makes me very interested to see what happens next. Yeah, same. It's like, okay, where are people standing? Like, I don't know where Vought stands with anything at this point uh, in an intriguing way. And same thing with the, the main characters. Uh, yeah, it's definitely got me wanting to watch the boys for this. Um, really cool how the they're so tied in, you know, uh, versus like, what we've seen with the MCU TV shows and how that world has expanded. Uh, 
where yeah. it's and obviously they're incomparable in a lot of ways because you can't really compare like 35 movies and tv shows uh to two tv shows but still there's like it's a refreshing like oh this is all working together that we haven't seen yeah. with the mcu yeah it's uh it's nice to see some other creative work with superhero involving superheroes do something like that successfully and uh also quite differently with the the r rating stuff mm -hmm. more adult themes for the characters yeah like who yeah, needs like, x-men when we had this series yeah, yeah. It's, it is kind of hard it's like that they're really getting this is a solid uh a solid comparison to what i'd imagine marvel would do with x-men and it's like but they can do it so much they can go so much further yeah because of this and i, I mean um, yeah a lot would be different even if an x-men series or movie decided to go ultra violent there's obviously like a lot of differences with um probably more focused on humans versus mutants and the school wouldn't be evil you know potentially yeah it'd so. be less sex and more racism <laughs> uh, let me play the forbidden button real quick Caralho, tu conhece a Paola? Que Paola? A Paola da Tia Cavadora que senta na rola, que fuma um balão e fica rindo à toa, caralho de cachorro que gosta muito, que fode com Caralho, tu conhece a Paola? I guess I mean, they already have like the tone and the style of humor down because of the boys. Like they kind of yeah. knew going into it what they wanted from it, but it is just because it's a whole new cast, it's just impressive that they got it done so well. Yeah, yeah, it really it feels like the boys, you know, Let, not diluted yeah. in any way. Uh, and that's that is pretty crazy. Um, but and yeah, you know loved what? It. When is the girls, right? Yeah, I mean, it's 2016, everybody. <laughs> what happened now? Uh, it's a good question, you know, so I hope a lot more people ask it. It's true. Uh, but yeah, the Gen V, I loved it. I love this uh, series. I'm kind of bummed it's gone because it was a great weekly watch. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it's it is a bummer that it's only eight episodes. It feels like short, too short to really have enjoyed it, like the way I, I'd want. Yeah, like a season of Heroes was like 24 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, at least with that show, you're like, fucking kill me now, make it stop. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't want to die. I, w I need to see the next episode. I know, freaking heroes. You're like, watching it, and then you're like, oh, great, a Sun and Jin episode. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> the real ones will get that joke. Like, Chris, are you a real one? Uh, yeah. I am fake. <laughs> fake news back on 2016 we should actually try to do an episode where we act like it's 2016 again oh, yeah. what we watched references yeah. jokes yeah. what we watched hillary's gonna smoke his ass dude <laughs> <laughs> oh all right that's gen v that's our gen yeah. c we seen it 
V along. Uh, very dope. I just wanted to shout out a Halloween movie. We were on the topic of Halloween earlier. Who knows if that part got cut out because of our internet issues, but I think it stayed in. Um, the, the, our listeners are like, you should have just cut it. <laughs> uh, Haunting in Venice. This is a Hercule Poirot movie. Uh, as you can okay. tell, I so say it third... correctly. Yes. The third movie in this franchise. In the Hercule Poirot franchise. And is is this does this market as a trilogy? You know what it, it won't make anymore. It doesn't what? seem to, and uh I have bad news for you. It feels uh, like the way the movie ends, they are keen on making more. Okay. So yes so far we've had the Mystery on the Orient Express. Uh we've uh, had Death on the Nile, and now this one. That's their, their Kenneth Branagh. Uh, I also say that correctly. Ocule Hello right, yeah. movies. <laughs> and, uh, okay, so I don't really like Mystery on the Orient Express. I thought it was fine, huh. but, uh, yeah, not for me. Even as a, a, I'm not a huge mystery fan, but uh, yeah. I, I like them. Uh, the second one, Death on the Nile, is just awful so for people the most important thing about that movie is it starts with uh an origin story of Urkel's uh mustache okay and how he got it which is something nobody really asked for and i guess yeah he's canonically all Urkel's characters have had a weird mustache okay but um He's in the trenches of World War One, and he has no mustache. But then okay. his like mentor commander has a weird mustache, and that a commander dies, and that's why he has a mustache to honor his commander. So you know you have the, a movie that starts with that, and then you would think, okay, will that be a part of the movie in some way? Like, would that be important to the movie? No. It's not important to the movie as a whole. Uh, and it's nor is it really the, funny. The, like a little bit of, of Hercule Poirot lore. Yeah. That they sprinkle throughout the series. But they don't even... They sprinkle that in that movie. But Mystery yeah. on the Orient Express does nothing like that. And neither does Haunting in Venice. Uh, and this Boilers. one... <laughs> <laughs> the premise is that his uh, friend, played by Tina Fey, unsettlingly played by Tina Fey, uh, I just don't like to see her in a non-comedy role. It's unsettling. Yeah, to me. it's it's it is that is true. It is. I saw that because I saw her in the trailer. And I'm like, the fuck? Like, yeah. It, it, like it's upsetting. She's not. Like, what are you? Bad. Are you it's like, but it's, but it's like you. There is something you are so good at. And why haven't we seen you recently? Yeah, like, you don't need to that. fucking do this, okay? Like, <laughs> it's like when your favorite actor is like, I'm coming out with an album. You're like, that's not why we like you, fuckhead. <laughs> uh, but he, uh, his uh, friend brings him along to a seance to prove if this uh, seancer is real or not. Okay. So I think it was kind of marketed as horror, not so much a murder mystery. Actually, I, I'm wrong about that. It was a murder mystery, but kind of on the horror, is this supernatural? Like, is 
is something supernatural happening with this murder mystery. Um, and, you know, it, I think it's actually the best one out of all three. It's okay. like the most interesting one. Certainly more interesting than Death on the Nile. Uh, uh, but I think still, like, there's this, there's something missing about these movies that, like, even when you watch a Knives Out, is more interesting than these. Well, it's it's Daniel Craig, right, versus yeah. Kevin Branagh. Yeah, whoever it's he is. Like, he should. They should just cast Daniel Craig instead. Yeah, make it a Knives Out movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Kenneth Branagh's good in it. He's interesting. I think the movie doesn't. The whole series doesn't really know if it's trying to be a little cheeky and funny or really serious. I don't really think it settles on its tone in any good way. And then never really does either uh, particularly well or powerfully. Um, that being said, I mean, it was an enjoyable enough time. The twists are, are pretty good. Um, so, yeah, I did enjoy it. I think um, if you haven't watched any of them, you'd probably start with this one and go from there. If you hated the other ones, you know, I kind of hesitate to recommend it because I don't know if it's so good that you would uh, you would want to watch it. Um, but it does uh, have Hercule Poirot, you know, wanting to quit being a detective. And at the end, spoiler, he... Uh, goes back into it so i think they they do want to make more of these i think because the proper send-off would be by the end of the movie he's like you know what i'm gonna hang up my hat you know hang up my mustache and he gently plucks his mustache off and puts it on his shelf or something yeah Uh, so yeah okay so the thing with this movie though is it, wouldn't it be sick if the twist of the movie is that there are supernatural things and they are real, and then the movie turns into this like insane, like horror movie, and including he's he's like, oh, I need to meet with these specialists, and it's Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga, <laughs> and and then it just turns into this like insane horror crossover, and it is it's. That, them playing themselves not their characters from the conjuring <laughs> yeah. and but there's this whole thing where they're like oh we're doing this to you know get into what the fifth movie that we're doing of the conjuring kenneth and he's like i am not the skinny <laughs> i am oh, oh, oh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that would be sick that's the thing too i don't know I imagine there's something to, like, they haven't done enough Perot movies to have it be a true... I don't want to spoil it too much because the mystery is kind of the reason why you watch these things. But, like, you can probably guess it's not truly supernatural, right? Like, Oh, yeah, yeah. Like... It can't be. Yeah, that, like, just by the nature for, of for it. his series, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's what I'm it's saying. It's like James like, Bond having a movie where it's, like... They're questioning if something is supernatural, and you're like, 
No, the the fifteenth James Bond movie isn't going to suddenly pivot. Yeah. Into well, having some supernatural shit in it. I would argue the fifteenth could. The third, no. You know what I mean? Because like yeah, you haven't even exhausted well, the regular premise yet. Uh huh. But there are other Hercule Poirot movies by other actors. Yeah, but not that this have guy. Existed, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I think it's like a fresh. In terms series. of how James Bond is like played by many actors, and they just tell new stories, so it's in that same vein. Right. You know, it's like. Yeah, I oh, mean, yeah. technically, there's probably 15 Perot movies. Uh, yeah. Ross Perot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the real ones know that reference, too. I would have <laughs> voted for him twice if I could. Uh, but, yeah, I really wish it was really supernatural because I think that is, like, you know, super interesting to still have to solve a mystery while contending with uh, su- real supernatural forces. Uh but unfortunately it's not that but you know i think it's a, a solid enough watch i'd give it a b minus okay out it's of 10 it's a solid score yeah it's fine um i i think your mileage varies on if you like mysteries if you like this perot series and all that so um yeah that's haunting in venice available on hulu Oh, it's on Hulu? That's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty easy to watch. Uh, so, Chris, what else have you been watching? Yeah, I watched uh, the new season of Invincible started. Hell yeah, it did. Yes, um, I yeah, have so, thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how did you like the first episode back, season two? So... Going into the season coming out that I heard about, like, in the last few weeks, I was kind of like, what the fuck even happened in the last season? And, like, I read up to maybe 160 issues of the comic or something like that. So I'm familiar yeah. with the story. You're like, Joe, there's only 90 issues. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm like, um, So, like, I'm familiar with it, but I couldn't remember. And I was like, I couldn't even remember if I liked it the first season. Uh. You know, like, I just didn't have much of a memory of it. So I wasn't that excited, really. I I was kind of in a mode where I was like, I might not even watch this. We'll see. But I really needed a brain recharge week, you know, to just kind of, like, veg out and watch stuff. So sitting there, and I'm like, I'll load it up. And it, hell yeah. Like, (laughs) it's sick. (laughs) Yeah. Still don't remember what happened in the first season, but it's awesome. (laughs) You know, not to spoil too many things, but not much happens. No, but uh, like, remember, it's it's all mainly about his dad. His dad's going evil. Yeah. So I have a vague, vague understanding. I mean, I've read (laughs) 8,000 issues of the comic over, like, (laughs) at least. Yeah, at least 8,000 of the actual issues that they've released. I mean that means I read some of the other some of them multiple times and that's what I'm counting <laughs> counting right. 800 issues as so <laughs> <laughs> um yeah the uh the co- the acting or the voice actors they have for the cast is so good they, Yeah, I kind of forgot about them. Characters. Like, oh, shit. 
Yeah, and I'm always like, oh, fuck, yeah, it's, you know, Zachary Quinto and uh, Walton Goggins. Really just a stacked cast again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in the, the start of the season, it's really cool that they do the uh, parallel universe yeah. bit with uh, Evil Invincible. It's just really fun to see kind of a mix-up of, of those characters. Yeah, but which imagine me, a guy who didn't remember what happened in the first season, it opening like that, and I was like, "All right, I really don't remember what happened," and I quickly pieced it together. Um, yeah, so, it really fool you. Yeah, and then I think I like stepped into the kitchen when it does the cut from that oh, to the show. Sure. I come, I come in, and again, I'm like, okay. I think I understand what's going on, but I also know that I missed any certain indications of it. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was cool to see that um, alternate world. Um, yeah, so really cool to see the introduction of the uh, Levy character. Who I know from my extensive reading of the hundreds of issues of the comic uh but yeah 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 you know i mean angstrom levy is his like number one arch nemesis basically yeah he's awesome uh, i i think when i you know reading this comic for over 10 years i always read it as levy angstrom levy Mm mm-hmm and he's like, my name's Angstrom Levy. And I was like, ah, fuck. <laughs> Got me. Like, of course it is, but I just, it went over my head. I thought it was Angstrom <laughs> Levy. <laughs> Levi. It's so much work to think that it's that. <laughs> Why is my brain hurt after yeah. reading this comics? Um <laughs> Yeah, that's great to see that character. Like, I always love these villains that are super smart, too. Like, the the Marauders or whatever the hell their names are, too. Yeah, the um, Mauler Twins. The Mauler yeah, Twins. They're always cool. Yeah, it's like, it's oh, like, these dudes oh, are ripped they're and brute smart. brute force dudes. Yeah, yeah, and they're geniuses. Such a fun combination. Yeah, it really makes uh, this series work. They have, like... So many of that, um, like post superhero vibe, uh, that like the boys also has, um, where they can kind of make yeah. fun at it and provide commentary. But uh, Invincible, you know, has its own way of doing it that I appreciate, and that's always been the case. Yeah. Yeah, I'm super oh, yeah. stoked for it. Uh, for the rest of the season, this will be a great weekly watch. Yeah, it's also cool that it's like when Gen V goes away, they start this show. Yeah. It's like a perfect replacement. They they both are kind of getting that same scratching that same itch. Yeah, it reminds me of like HBO at its best, which is it like no longer is. Cuz remember you right. would have that flagship show and then always it's bled over into the next flagship show. So you're like, I got to keep my subscription for this and keep going. Yeah. And all those shows were bangers or at least interesting. 
And this gives me that feeling. And now HBO, I mean, you couldn't even tell what the last big show was. <laughs> what was uh, it? Last of Us, I guess? Yeah, and that was like a long time ago now. Yeah, that was like beginning of the year, I think, so. Yeah, and probably probably the last of prestige stuff that's going <laughs> to regularly come out of there. Uh, really fucked up that company but yeah i kind of like you know having a lot of shows is is great but there is something to that like yeah we put all our shit into this and everybody's gonna watch it and then you're gonna wait for the next series like if netflix did that too which they do to a degree sometimes but there is so much content there right yeah and I, i feel like the problem with with netflix is uh they're consist they they are inconsistent with the releases of like a specific show if they're if their fan base really loves a certain mm. show it always feels like it takes forever to come out with another season of it yeah compared to like a it being on Amazon or HBO or something yeah i'm uh, like just give me like a new movie tv show and documentary a week or something just do that that's a pretty good service. <laughs> I'm all yeah. just uh, advocating for Netflix being worse. Have less stuff. <laughs> You're like, yeah, you guys are making too much stuff. Well, make it just good because some of the stuff I'm like, all right, what? Yeah. Like you're turning into YouTube, uh, and I love YouTube. <laughs> I watch YouTube yeah. probably, you know, thirty percent of my watching time compared to the other uh, platforms. But there's a lot of garbage there. You have to. Yeah, we're we're watching like point zero 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 one percent of the videos yeah. on the site. You know? And it's so. made to subscribe to those, and offer yeah. suggestions for that. And that's not exactly Netflix. It's just like constantly pummeling you with stuff. Just like dumping stuff on you. You're like, no, let me just like. Get a couple yeah. of these, and then another they, pile comes they on. They are you. drowning you. They're yeah. drowning you in content. Less content. There, you know, but it's there will be less content after the strike. There will be less shows. Um, yeah. for many reasons, not only in the the short term, but in the long term, they're going to be ordering less shows and being more fickle. Uh, and that sucks for a lot of reasons, but if it if it at least has some benefits like some higher quality or more focused stuff that'll be really great um, yeah definitely all right cool invincible um i want to shout out a movie uh boiling point that i watched this is from a couple years ago uh oh, yeah. you ever heard of this one yeah yeah it's it's like a takes place in like a restaurant and it's kind of like one of those long take mm-hmm. style intense movies right yeah so i think it's pre-bear but has that same kind of like you're in a kitchen the camaraderie the pain all that um and it is oh. one take like you said uh but it's a true one take as well which i think is important because there's a lot of movies that are one take but they hide the cuts which i don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that but um a lot of one takes are that or you know some sort of digital trickery um but this one is a true one take 
Um, and I would really recommend it. I actually watched it on Canopy, which is a library streaming app. You have to have a, a library card to get an account. Oh, cool. And then you get uh, something like 70 credits a month, and movies are like two to three credits or something for a rental. And the selection oh. is on point. Uh, like a lot of movies that I didn't see in theaters, I can uh, I could get to at the time, like Lamb from A24. But those movies also aren't on any streaming service, you know, a common one. So it had a lot of movies like that yeah. that I'm just like, holy shit, all of these movies would be a $4 rental right now if I went to watch them. Uh, so cool. really it's about Canopy, but... I would really get your library card and if you don't have one and then sign up for Canopy. It really is like a clutch streaming service. And just like, you know, people always say like, dude, go to the library. They have movies to rent and they have video games and shit. And you're just like, the yeah. fuck are you talking about? And you don't go. <laughs> and then one day you go uh -huh. and you're like, the fuck this game just came out and I can rent it. They're like, hey, you just have it, dude. We're the yeah, library. Yeah, they don't. It's it's it is it is insane because I know I worked for uh, the city where we live for a while, and they had we did stuff with the library a bunch, and at one point we had to like do was it like a turn it like a game tournament or something, mm -hmm. and. Uh, it's just insane, like, yeah, they're really on top of it with that. In terms of, like, all the games we saw, and, yeah, it's, like, all top-of-the-line stuff. They even it's have, like, like flashlights. was back in the day. Riley Reed flashlights. <laughs> yeah, you rent, rent. You can check them out, and sometimes, you know, you, there's no late fees. They're, like, uh, some guy has a, a late fee because he's edging too long with it. Anyways. Uh, but yeah, Canopy and Boiling Point, it was awesome. I definitely needed a fun movie to, or show to watch after because it is, you know, yeah. a pretty intense movie. It's an intense watch as well. And uh, I kind of uh, forgot it was a one take because you're just in it. Um, but there's a yeah. really fun episode of my other podcast, Shut Up, I Love It, uh, coming out where we talk about this with a great guest, Nathan Ballard. So. Um, if you want to hear me oh, talk cool. more about it, go check that episode out. It was a really fun one. Uh, but that's Boiling Point. So, did you guys talk in the episode about how there is a four-episode series yeah. of that movie? Okay. Yeah, that, I, didn't I didn't watch that, it. But I was looking it up, and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's different. It's not a one-take show or anything, but it does okay. exist. I don't – It. I will say this about the movie. It doesn't feel necessary. <laughs> Like, for them to have done it after watching the movie. Oh. Uh, uh, I could yeah. see why they, they did, but it doesn't really feel like it's asking for that or is, earning it. Well, is it like a real single take or is it like simulated? No, it's real. Like it's absolutely real. F yeah. It's a, it's like an entire single take movie yeah. or is it like four four shots? Oh, okay. Cool. The movie is. I the the show is not single take at all. Okay, sweet. You don't believe me, or what? <laughs> no, I, I was saying yeah, that's cool. 
it's not cool it just is so do you believe me or (laughs) (laughs) uh what else you've been watching and i just you should just abruptly cut the episode and we'll come back as if uh we had a problem and argument off off cam (laughs) we have to keep cutting Uh, again to relitigate it (laughs) and you could tell just a lot of (sighs) cut (laughs) we're back okay we're back uh, yeah, what else have you been watching, you big lug? Uh, yeah, so I, I watched one other thing this week besides our main movie. I went to the theaters and I saw Priscilla. So that's the newest... Queen of the Damned? ...movie. Is that a movie? What? Is that the character? Or is that a movie? Yeah, I don't even know. No, um, Priscilla, yeah, <laughs> Queen no, of the just... Desert. It's a cross-dresser <laughs> movie. Okay. Well, it Good. It's a that, great movie. But, uh... Yeah, it's, this is a movie about uh, Priscilla. Was it her last name is actually like Bo Liu or something like that? But uh, Elvis's um, ex-wife mm. uh, back in the day, how they met and their time together when they got married and all that. Uh, it's by Sofia Coppola. And uh, stars uh, Kelly Spaney and Jacob E. Lordy. Yeah. From uh, Edge Lordy. He's a bit yeah. Edge Lordy. Yeah. Uh, Definitely. Huge Edge Lord. Entourage. Uh, yeah, Not Euphoria Entourage. From Euphoria. <laughs> I said Entourage. <laughs> Who um, played Turtle yeah. in Euphoria? Who was the actor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kelly, Kelly Spaney's really just i feel like a great actress that is kind of uh being underutilized and i feel like this movie is a great showcase for her talent oh that's great uh, and maybe hopefully will you know lead her to bigger and brighter things because i know i mean we even reviewed like the craft sequel movie that she was in oh she god what in. a forgettable movie yeah and it's like it's like just a waste of her time really uh, uh, Pacific but, Rim you know, Two. She, yeah, she was in Pacific Rim Two. She was in uh, Alex Bad Garland's Times in El Royale. Yeah, an Alex Garland show. Uh, yeah, Devs. She was also in Devs, and she was really great in that. Yeah, Dev, Devs was a good use of her talent. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think the thing with this movie is, uh, I I wouldn't really go to it on my own, but a friend of mine who I always go to see movies with is like a huge Elvis fan. So that's why we ended up seeing that at last Elvis movie, the Boz Lerman one. Elvis. Uh, and this, <laughs> this movie is so much better than that movie. Um, it's, it's like kind of crazy. Wow. Is there a moment I where just, someone uh, goes, he's white. I know. Well, and... No, see, that's the problem with that's... this movie. That was like a big knock on it is that there wasn't ever a time. Where that happened, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but it it is very interesting because it is so much more focused on act- on Priscilla, which obviously from the title of the movie would suggest. But th- her character in that Elvis movie was just not completely unimportant. It was mm. very much about Elvis and the Colonel and their relationship. Uh, and which wasn't interesting, really. Like, that's part of the problem of that movie was it was kind of just like 
this guy get who gets everything guy take another guy takes advantage of her but of him but with this movie it's very interesting to see how Elvis from the age of 14 okay Priscilla the age of 14 was basically groomed to be his wife when they met and she was so she was 14 he was 24 okay that's the, mm. that was the key with Elvis was that Elvis movie came out <clears throat> came out the first time they show the two characters together they're like in his room and I I'm like how old is she that's like the first thing I think of instantly is like how old <laughs> is she they never once in that movie talk about their age does she look young in, in it like she younger does, than she him? does look young but at the same time I'm like I know how these older movies older relationships work she probably is super young right so i asked my friend and she was like oh yeah she was 14 and i was like fucking of course right but this movie okay the first conversation they have it shows when he meets her when she comes to like one of his house parties he's like how are you a junior or senior you look really young and she's like i'm in ninth grade and he's like wow you're (laughs) you're a child and then proceeds to like court her, you know, for the rest of the Yeah, movie, it's right? like, buddy, and, maybe if you're gonna pursue her, don't say that she's like a child. Yeah, like, it's like he's he is like putting it out there right at the start, you know. He's, he's like, This is weird. Anyways, let's go, chill. Yeah, I guess I'll still do it though. What do you mean it's but weird? Yeah, so So there's that and then also like later on in the movie it's cool because there's other characters that comment on it that it shows like his his he has like a group of friends that he grew up with that just you know are like his groupies right his like friends that he mm-hmm. takes with him everywhere and they all have girlfriends and wives and stuff like that and so it shows like some scenes where they're talking with each other and they're like that's his girlfriend now she's a child she looks so oh my young. god <laughs> like, there's other people <laughs> being like this is weird you know so um yeah it's it's i just it's a very fascinating movie that shows like the power of this celebrity and how influential they can he is on this young girl and it consumes her to the point where she's like this is my destiny this is my life it's Mm. like i'm meant to be with this man and even if he treats me like garbage you know she's just secluded and alone neglected by him left to at their estate while he's out doing gigs and acting and all this other stuff and she's just she just doesn't acting with the most beautiful women in the world yeah where there's constantly these newspaper articles about how he's sleeping with them and she's like distraught even when they're married she's just seeing that Mm -hmm. shit and like distraught about it so yeah and it even shows him to the point where he gets like physically abusive and stuff like that so it's like just this really um honest portrayal it seems like a real it seems very real Mm -hmm. and and not like inflated yeah the Um, candy coated baz lerman version you know you're not gonna get this the but at the same time too it's like it's interesting because all of these shots they're they are they do have like a, a this fucked up version of love but it's like, it is like the the '60s. Everything is still 
through that lens of like how pretty it was back then and mm. how the style and everything it's like you see all of that there all that charm so it's like it's kind of like giving this view of like how easy it would be to be swept up by all this and not realize how fucked up it is and yeah stuff like that um but yeah so really great performances and uh more realistic portrayal there the one thing i would say though is like the colonel is not in this movie at all and the only time he's ever mentioned is like Elvis will be on the phone with him and he'll be talking to the colonel, but it never shows him. So when the movie mm-hmm. ended, I was hoping there'd be an after credit scene and it is Tom Hanks. <laughs> and he's on the phone with them. I'd like but, to you know, start the Avengers initiative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Avengers of uh, music. It's like a. I'm getting uh, a band uh, together, and it's like the most popular artists. Yeah, uh, Elvis is like, "Oh my, are you putting together a, a band of a team of people who are all great musicians?" Uh, well, not quite, son. It's a team of all men who date underage women, <laughs> and then it's just like <laughs> a, a group of creeps. And and they, a, and they are happen to all be musicians, also. Uh, still, yeah, yeah, they probably would have it's some probably crossover. Back then. I even wrote a song about it. <laughs> that was somebody, Neil Diamond. I'm not going to disparage Neil Diamond. I don't know if he did anything. Uh, now, the fact that it's Sofia Coppola uh, makes me more interested in it. I don't. I think I either forgot that or didn't realize it. Um, yeah. Because she's interesting. Otherwise, like I'm just so like don't give a shit about Elvis. Period. Yeah, yeah. And and. You know what? I feel like this. What's great about this movie is it also doesn't give a shit about Elvis because it's all about Priscilla True. and her story. It's like, yeah, he's here. He's a fucking dipshit. Like he's a fucking huge loser. Like this guy sucks. Mm-hmm. He he's irrelevant. You know. Um, so it, it is kind of cool in that sense. I've because I don't think I've ever really seen a movie that's really based on that like toxic that toxic for a relationship it's like oh there's always these oh rock stars you know they're like rock star style but it's like really showing them and unafraid to criticize how shitty they are yeah um but yeah and, so sophia couple is trying to cancel lordy does a great job <laughs> <laughs> yeah well uh he's it's so funny how much better of a job he does than uh uh was it Austin Butler, or mm-hmm. what's his name, the Butler guy, because he's not he's not doing method acting, but to totally kills it to the point where like some of his lines I thought were like Boomhauer style, like uh-huh. I can't even understand him. Uh-huh. It's like fucking solid and seemed like he didn't try very hard to do it. Um, but yeah, so knowing Sofia Coppola, it's like all the shots are really pretty. Uh, Callie Spaney's always got some like really pretty outfits to wear that are like mm-hmm. for the time like it just yeah. like, looks fantastic and then one thing that's really bizarre with this movie is there's this bit of it where it's like uh, an ode to Quentin Tarantino where there's like really long shots of feet in this movie like close ups hold on can we pause Even the episode Elvis I'm gonna go get a ticket <laughs> <laughs> There's, like, a lot of foot stuff in this movie that's kind of like, what the fuck is going on? 
including um, Elvis trying to suck uh, her toes to the point that I'm like, did he have a foot fetish? Was that like a thing? Yeah, did, uh, did they make this up? Or, yeah, because yeah, I didn't know that, but it seems like there's some fucking foot shit going on with that guy. No one cares if you have a foot fetish or any fetish if you're like super hot and talented and powerful. Then it's just like, <laughs> yeah, if, whatever they want, go <laughs> let them have it. So, why wouldn't they? <laughs> Then but, that's uh, my but politics. Yeah, anyways, I uh, I enjoyed it a lot, a lot way more than the last Elvis movie. Nice. You might con- you might have convinced me to uh, go out of my way to see that between um, Sophia Coppola and the, the feet. Yeah. Over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. All right. That's Priscilla, Queen yeah. of the Desert, which I actually do suggest <laughs> people go see. It's a really fantastic movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to give a half review before we get into our feature review, because uh, I haven't finished it yet, but okay. I started Cop Shop uh, recently. Oh, so this really? is the Gerard Butler movie and uh, uh, Frank uh, Grillo, and uh, it's about, it's kind of, I don't even know what it's about, it's kind of a siege movie at a, at a police station. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's like a Assault on Precinct 13-ish, right? Adjacent. Yeah, it's like that meets Guy Ritchie, sort okay. of. Um, and I had heard this movie was good. It was just, it was, I think it came out in theaters at a time when a lot of other stuff was out. And just kind of, I was like, oh, Cop Shop, I don't even understand what that's about. Like, what's going on here? Uh, but then I'd heard really great things about it. And... Yeah, so far this movie kicks ass. And I think it's kind of a refreshing, like, this movie's one of those, oh, it's about something just small. It's not about saving the world or anything. It's just this, like, night with a bunch of shitty people. And it's awesome just being that small. All the characters are really interesting. It's got, like, an attitude to it. Uh, Violent. Uh, I have about halfway to go on it, but it rules. Like I'm really enjoying it so far, and that's on uh, Amazon Prime, I think. Oh hell yeah! Okay. Yeah, I would highly recommend it. The main character is really cool. She's this cop with a uh, cowboy style six shooter. Ah, <laughs> sick. Yeah, it, it's really cool. Hell yeah! Awesome. It's cop shop. Well, all that being said, Chris, should we get into our feature review? That's a quiz question for you. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right, let's talk about Quiz Lady. Now, I do. Th- I think this movie is an interesting movie on its face for, uh, for one big reason, the cast. Uh, I saw this pop up on Hulu. I knew nothing about it. I hadn't even heard about it. Um, but it's starring Sandra Oh and Aquafina, and I was like, "What the fuck? I've not, I didn't hear about a, a movie with these two in it, and Will Ferrell's in it yeah. as well." Um, yeah, there, there's a lot Jason of shorts, Yeah, there's a lot of people in Tony it. Tony Hale is great. In True, it. yeah, this as uh, yeah. Ben Franklin. So I was pretty yeah. surprised at the stacked cast. Matt Cordova, friend of mine, actually. Matt Cordova oh, nice. was in it. Um, very funny guy. And Blake Rozier. 
as well. Another friend of mine. Both those guys in it. But uh, um, they don't talk to me anymore because of things I stole from them. I put that in air quotes, but we'll see. No, but uh, this popped up and I was like, fuck, that's crazy. And I think another thing that's so big about it is uh, the fact, and we'll get into this as we talk about the movie, Sandra Oh and Aquafina both playing against their usual type. Right, right. That's true, yeah. They're playing kind of like opposites of each other mm-hmm. when they usually play the characters they're, the others are playing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's let's get into it then. So, Chris, uh, Quiz Lady, what did you think about it? Yeah. Yeah, I, so I knew about this movie, um, but I didn't realize it was coming out so soon from when I had found out about it. Uh, or that it was going to be a Hulu movie, which is cool. So, yeah, you, you had said you'd watched it, and I was surprised. But um, I wasn't really expecting much from it, because I feel like the trailer didn't make it seem like it was going to be that funny. But after uh, watching it, I was actually like very pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. by how good it was, and I think that um, it's like a solid comedy with like an a very underrated cast because you you see the cast and it's like it doesn't seem like all of the other characters are that important or that they're gonna be in it that much. Like Will Ferrell, for mm-hmm. example. It's like, oh, it's got Will Ferrell, but he's probably, what, like, in two minutes of this movie. But, I mean, he's in a surprising... He's an important part. A lot more than I thought. Yeah, it's like, he's way more important than I thought he was going to be from the start. Mm. Um, But, yeah, and so, like, like him and and Jason Schwartzman and Tony Hale all do, like, really good jobs with the small parts of the movie that they're in to make it feel like they are very important characters. Yeah. Um, and that, that was cool. And then I also really liked that. The, I thought the movie ends really well too. Like the first like half of the movie is like kind of going through the paces of like, I, I understand what this is doing, but then the second half kind of like really picks it up and, mm-hmm. and gets very funny compared to the, the first half, I think. Uh, but yeah, how did you feel about it? Yeah, I really enjoyed it, and I've been known to throw on a, a Hulu comedy. I'll shout out Hulu uh, and Fox. I think Fox is mostly the ones producing these. They've done some really great comedies, like the Vacation Friends yeah. series. That's the only one that comes to mind, but really... Uh, Plan B? Remember yeah. Plan B? Yeah. That was a great one. They, they put out good stuff in the comedy, like, pretty regularly. Um, yeah. So... Uh, yeah, I thought it was uh, really captivating from the start because I'll turn them off, you know, like I've done that with a couple of Hulu comedies, like about 10, 20 minutes in, yeah. you go, okay, nah. Uh, but this one <laughs> grabbed me right from the get-go and a lot because Sandra Oh just like really being kooky and funny in a way I was yeah. not expecting and then Aquafina. Uh, playing her role very well. I mean, I think less opportunity to be funny than Sandra O, oh, but they play off each yeah. other really well. Um, yeah, I found myself yeah, laughing. The, I think the one the funniest parts with Aquafina. Well, I guess I won't get into spoilers, but like near the end of the movie, she does like a lot of 
uh, there's like a segment where she does like a lot of physical comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, I think the funniest part of the movie for me was that. And I was just surprised at how good she was at emoting and acting like a dork. It's, yeah. it's like, yeah, there's, there's just a lot of like very surprisingly funny moments to this movie and surprisingly heartfelt moments too that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. I think that's the other key to it is actually was really heartwarming and has that uh, to it, you know, kind of teared up a little bit at the end of the movie Uh, or not the very end, but the near the end. Um, Because it was ending. I was sad. Yeah. I was like, man, make this, it sucks that they end here when I've wa- I've read like 200 of the Quiz Lady comics and the story goes further. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It goes yeah. way further than that. This is like the first 10 <laughs> issues. Yeah, is it's like the first one? trade. Yeah. The movie. So, look for more. No, but yeah, I really, <laughs> really enjoyed it. We can get into spoilers. I would recommend it to yeah. anybody, and especially if you love Jeopardy or anything like that. There's kind of this like... Uh, oh, yeah. This... This fun nostalgia to it for that and like reverence towards uh, people like Pat Sajak and um, Jeopardy's host Alec Trebek. Uh, There is that that is kind of nice. Not that I'm like a huge fan of those shows, but just knowing them and having grown up with them and, you know, seeing seeing how that is played out in a movie was great. Spoilers, yeah. spoilers, spoilers. Let's get into some spoilers. Talk about this. Uh, you had uh, talked a little bit about a spoiler you were alluding to. Yeah, the at the end of the movie for the like the climactic scene of them trying to win the game show, they do some charades, and I just fucking lost it. I, I was laughing so hard mm. that I was like crying a little bit for how funny it is. It, it just kind of reminded me of like doing charades with your actual family, you know, and, and uh, yeah, making fun of your your family and the things you know about them to get people to guess things. It just kind of like really hooked me in there. Yeah, it, it's so like real. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like it was like it felt like genuinely they were sisters who have known each other for mm-hmm. their entire lives. Yeah, and really plays into the emotional beat of it and everything. Yeah. And yeah, it really works. Um, the drug scene, too. You know, those can sometimes get corny in movies, but I thought it was played really funny and well, uh, where she's, you know, on pills on the thing. And, like, I could kind of feel memories of, of similar moments oh, yeah. like that, where I was like, oh, yeah, they're... I don't know exactly what she's on or how much, but I kind of can see what she's going through. Yeah, you know, um, that was interesting. Also, the Paul Paul Rubin stuff. Oh yeah, that was ridiculous. Was cr- is crazy now because it's like I, they show him for the first time, like on that woman's, on like a she has like a photo of him framed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, she's like, she le- le- misses him because he passed away. Mm-hmm. But then he's in this movie and it's a bit, yeah. it made it even f- more fucked up. Like, <laughs> oh, God, like, 
the last thing he does is a bit where people mistake him for Alan Cummings. Yeah. That's all. Like, uh, maybe it's great, not his last awesome one, dude. Yeah, I mean, it could, it possibly could be his last one if this, like, depending on what movies we see. But he yeah, might be it in. Just, a... It is funny that. What if he was in um, Robert Rodriguez's movie uh, starring and written by John Malkovich that's going to come out in 150 years? Oh, yeah, yeah. He could, if he's in he that, in then, that. you know. He's he's going to live forever, then. Yeah, it's not his last yeah. movie. Yeah, it was like, oh, man, what shitty timing. But also, like, what great timing, kind of, you know, for him. Like, yeah, in, <laughs> not in the sense that he died, but, you know. The last thing he does is kind of this like fucked up joke. I think that he would think that's funny. Yeah. Cuz you knew him so well. Right, right. I used to go to those the movies with him all the time uh and we would sit like right next yeah, to each other. Yeah. That one theater. I forget the name of that theater yeah. that you guys would go to, but Yeah. Good prices at the theater. Yeah. And there's you know it was never full. There's like barely anyone there ever. Yeah. <laughs> Sticky floors. So uh, yeah. I'll say Will Ferrell. Oh, dude, Will Ferrell in this movie. Okay, I was worried because I was like, Will Ferrell's in this, but is he going to be in it that much? But he's not in it like a lot. But for what he is in it for, it's like the perfect amount of him is used in this movie. Yeah, because he, he's like, first shown on movie. tape, you know, or on the TV. Oh. You're like, okay, oh. that, that's the yeah. only thing we're going to see is that one clip. Yeah. Yeah, he's great and he's important. Yeah, he's the host and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he's like, he's actually, it's not just him being like the same Will Ferrell, too. It's like he's more of this like uh, dorky guy that's not father figure. Yeah, and it's like, like very like warm and loving character. It's, it's like interesting to see because that's very different for him. He never like screams, Luan! Luann, yeah. you're fucking up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it would have been great. Yeah, he never does that. Um, yeah, so that was great. And then, yeah, Tony Hale was awesome, popping mm. up randomly in this, uh, doing a great job as Ben Franklin. <laughs> Just such a great random bit to be thrown in. Yeah, movie. the bit's really funny, like how much Sandra O oh is pressing it. It was like so uncomfortable, but so funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then I I really enjoyed the jokes that her and Aquafina kept making about like sh- just like shitty racist jokes about Asians that they they kept like using that as a to kind of as a defense mechanism to be like are you being racist you know kind of just mm-hmm. dumb shit like that that's like I don't know I I definitely can. Uh, see or appreciate those kind of jokes because I make I feel the same way a lot of the times about people saying something and it's like oh that could definitely be misconstrued as like some sort of racism even though it's just like some dumb shit some yeah some nothing well you always say go woke and go broke right so I think that's like related to that how you always say that the editing I have to do on this podcast, because you keep fucking just interjecting it in, it's crazy. 
but yeah, Tony Hale, that whole bit is great. Um, yeah, so much fun stuff and just different different bits. Uh, yeah, the the dog was great too. Yeah, <laughs> Linguini, just like a some really real steaks. And that yeah, that twist like, is fun, where they no one comes to get their dogs, so this guy's just taking care of yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, that was really fun. Like taking care of them like way too well. Yeah, they're getting like crazy massages and stuff. That was that was really funny. Yeah, all the the mechanics of those stories, you know, or the story, uh, work really well and are funny. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, they don't get resolution with the mom. That's fine because it gets us in this weird situation. Like, it all really just was silly, but worked. Kept the movie flowing. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a. It was just like a fun comedy. You know, one thing I was didn't realize is how long the movie was because I mean it's not super long, but like forty five minutes into it, I had to do something and paused it, and I was like, "Holy shit! This is only like half." Like, not even halfway done. So this is an hour and 40 minutes, so that's not that bad. Yeah, yeah. But it just it just felt like it was long, mm-hmm. even though... It does take uh, them a while to get that's like into a bad it. Thing, but, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, because it does kind of... To get on... You, you know that she's going to go on the show. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it's like... It takes a while <laughs> to get there. You don't have to, like, have even seen the trailer to know that as you're watching it. You're just like, oh, yeah. That's what this is. It's, it's, it is a superhero movie, okay? She's a superhero. Right. She has a superpower. And she's going to fight the bad guy at the end, okay? That's just how it works. It's true. It is the perfect superhero movie formula. <laughs> Sandra Oh is the, the, like, Hawaiian guy from Spider-Man. Filipino yeah. guy, no, she's Hawaiian. She's the get... she's the Aquafina from Shang Chi. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's like it works perfect. Uh, any other thoughts about Quiz Lady? Um, no, just that it's a solid comedy, and if you're looking for a funny movie, totally worth watching. Yeah, I'd highly recommend it uh, as a comedy. Um, maybe comedies are back. We had Bottoms, this, uh, yeah, true. a couple others that don't come to mind. Well, awesome. Well, you know what? We're going to do our civic duty next week and go out and see the Marvels. That is next week's movie. Yes. I am excited yeah, for it's that. It's actually, it's, it's a packed weekend. Cause you know, the killer, David Fincher's new movie starring Michael Fassbender is coming out on Netflix. Okay. Um, and then also uh, the Chicken Run movie, the new Chicken Run oh, movie. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's coming out. It's how long uh, it takes to make movie, those movies. Have you heard about that movie Dream Scenario with Nick Cage? Yes, I've heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that movie is supposed to be coming out. Also, It's a Wonderful Knife with Justin Long. Fuck, that's, that's a coming stacked out. one. Okay. Um, and I'm going to go see uh, like an early screening of Wish, the new Disney animated movie, too. So, yeah, there's a lot to do. Yeah, I'm going to have to go to the theater. It's been a while since I've been to the theater. Things have been just a little busy. Um, so this will have to be my return because we got 
some good stuff there. Um, well, cool. Yeah. Get excited for that, everybody. Go to JoeCobeo.com. Check out my, my stuff, including Robot Guy Teen Team, my animated series. Chris, anything you want to tell the people? Um, yeah, like, uh, play the DJ Khaled uh, clip. Just <laughs> this. I I don't have it. I, I had to close it because it kept playing it over you talking. Um, <laughs> uh, but if you want to, I'll, I won't edit out if you want to say go woke, go broke one last time. Go woke um, or yeah, go yeah. broke. Yes. Let me uh, say it for you. I did everything right and they indicted me. <laughs>